But as children, we're taught to delay gratification, to forego the pleasures of the moment in order to reap the rewards of the future. Studying instead of partying, running drills instead of scrimmaging, saving instead of spending. And it's a good thing we were. But it's easy to misapply this lesson, to constantly live in the future at the expense of the present, which of course isn't really living at all. the 49th episode of the Leader Rising podcast. I'm your host and coach, Paul Carvanis. If you want to live your life, you want to live it all out, you want to be who you were meant to be, who you actually are, you want to stop going through the motions and just get out of your own way, you're in the right place. First, I just want to note, this is the 49th episode. We are almost at the half century mark. We passed the year anniversary a few weeks ago. I didn't celebrate at the time because I had taken two or so months off at the beginning of this calendar year. And it almost felt like the year anniversary didn't quite count with those two months off. I was just reading an interesting article by Nick Wignall. He does these reviews of books where he just pulls out his favorite quotes from the books. And he looked at Ryan Holiday's Stillness is the Key. Now, I feel like Ryan Holiday is probably the most influential author for me that I've never read. Um, His book, The Obstacle is the Way, I've never read it. But that title bounces around in my mind and gives me such comfort and direction when life is tough. And actually, it's... uh, my, my latest journey through that is is worth probably another episode a different time. So I was, I was reading Wignall's review of Holiday's book, and he has this quote on there, on presence. The quote is, there's no greatness in the future, or clarity, or insight, or happiness, or peace. There is only this moment. So this is from the book, Stillness is the Key. And Wignall says in response that as children, we're taught to delay gratification, to forego the pleasures of the moment in order to reap the rewards of the future, studying instead of partying, running drills instead of scrimmaging, saving instead of spending. And it's a good thing we were. But it's easy to misapply this lesson, to constantly live in the future at the expense of the present, which of course isn't really living at all. And man... Does this resonate with my life? I've spent so much of my life gunning towards the future on in achievement mode, and I seem to oscillate back and forth between them. Even looking back at my struggles to build this business, I mean, I had a weekly blog for six months and then burnt out and needed to take six months off. And then I come back and start again and eventually start this podcast and then need to step back and take a few months off too. Now, the second time, you know, it did coincide with the birth of my second child. And so I, I don't think it's wholly a coincidence. But at the same time, there's this pattern of, of working hard and then needing to rest hard, which is, I guess there's nothing wrong with it if that's the pattern that you want. But that wasn't the pattern that I was intentionally trying to build. I was trying to build something that was sustainable, it, particularly after the first time. What's interesting about this is, is how the lens from IFS comes in, internal family systems therapy, which I've been learning about, which we've talked about the last few episodes. So IFS says that you've got multiple parts. Your parts want different things, but they all want what's best for you. 
They just happen to interpret what's best for you differently. And so it's interesting to look at this, right? I clearly have one part that wants this business to be a success and drives me to get it done. And I have another part that says, hey, I want you to actually enjoy your life. Like there's no point in mortgaging your present for your future if you never actually arrive in the future. And ideally, I can make it so that these parts can cooperate with one another instead of just be so polarized and pulling on one another, fighting with each other all the time. I think a big part of that is going to be teasing them apart, separating it, realize when I'm, I'm coming from one of those parts versus not. And actually, the, the aspect of that has been one of the biggest um, benefits of, of me learning about IFS is trying to take a step back so that even when I'm frustrated with myself at my, oh, this is really cool, a bird just hopped up outside my window. Talk about living in the present. It looks young. It's springtime here, and uh, I guess it's checking out if there's any food here, which there's not. Unfortunately, it totally disrupted my train of thought. And there he goes. So there's been real benefit to teasing apart these parts. So even this may be one of the biggest learnings for me, as I've dealt with anxiety in the past, and I remember even noticing that there was anxiety really helped. Forget what the guy in headspace said something like simply noticing that you're anxious reduces the symptoms by 50 percent or something and i remember at the time thinking well that's shitty i want the anxiety to be gone but actually in the moment when the symptoms when i noticed it and the symptoms weren't so bad i thought actually this is it makes a much bigger difference than i thought but now when i sit here and i notice anxiety great i get that separation and then i ask myself well how do i feel towards this anxiety well i'm frustrated right? That's a separate part. And actually, so asking that separate part to step back the same way I ask the anxiety to step back. And there's space in between. There's space in that moment where whatever it is I'm anxious about and whatever it is I'm frustrated about just don't matter. So, so threading the needle of living in the moment and delayed gratification, threading the needle of your beliefs and the various parts of yourself that step in to say, hey, this is what reality is. This is how you need to act. This may be one of the most important things that you can do. And it's not a hard and fast rule that I can say, hey, you all need to do this. You all need to wake up in the morning and drink beet juice in order to operate at the top of your game all day. You can't eat gluten anymore. No, it's, it's not like that. It's, this is about the middle path, the true middle path, and just being aware of what's going on for you. So I'm really interested to hear what's come up for you as you've been listening to this. This is a whole bunch of new things that I'm exploring and, and trying to figure out right now. And uh, thanks for being on this journey with me. Until next time, dream big, live bigger.